0: Hello, everyone. Thanks again for joining us on the next episode of the Left of Greg podcast. As usual, I am Brian Marin, your host, and tonight it's just going to be me and Greg Williams, who the podcast, of course, is affectionately named after. So tonight we're going to be talking a few things about safety issues and about airlines and a lot of stuff we see in the headlines, along with some kind of things we've been discussing actually for a couple of years since we've worked with some of the major airlines before in the past, and some lessons learned on, and also some kind of the things we look at and where this is likely headed so before we get started uh don't uh just want to remind everyone you can always go to the website www.arcadiacognorati.com for more information if you're watching this you're probably watching on the left of greg youtube channel so please go ahead and hit that subscribe button or that thumbs up button that you like the video or go ahead and comment on us uh, any questions you have we will absolutely answer them Uh, we follow us on facebook arcadia cognorati on there uh, Twitter, we're on everything. So please go ahead and follow us and get some cool updates and just some, uh, little stuff, little tips to make you a little bit smarter, a little bit stronger, a little faster, and of course a harder target. So therefore harder to kill and do something for your family, your community, uh, your state, your country, all that stuff is, uh, your personal responsibility. So we got some great easy tips that you guys can follow along and kind of be part of the program. And, um, Uh, help create a culture of awareness and and understand predictive analysis and all the little things about human behavior that you're probably wondering about we have a pretty solid explanation for it and based on our work and based on programs that Greg has developed over the last few decades so there's our plug for us uh we are sponsored by ourselves (laughs) so so hopefully that'll change in the future maybe but uh tonight's episode we are going to be discussing kind of airline safety and a lot of issues that have been happening on planes recently. Um, I know Greg and I have had several conversations before and Greg has always said, hey, it's only a matter of time until we see our first homicide on a plane and that's, I'm sure a lot of people can say, might say no way, but a lot of people will also say, you know what, yeah, I, I bet I could see that happening too. So, Uh, before that happens, left of bang, as we like to be, uh, why don't we bring up and talk about a few things that, uh, you know, we can learn or we can know uh, uh, to kind of help make ourselves safer and help out our fellow passengers, help out our family, help out the flight crew, anything that we can do just in our own lives that is just going to help us out in those events. So, uh, if that, uh, uh, I think that kind of pretty much sums up what we're going to be discussing. So, uh, Greg, I know I wanted to. We, we want to talk over a few things. So, do you want me now? I'll go ahead and bring up kind of that that first slide to discuss a few sure. things about airline safety. So, I will go ahead and do that right now. Let me cue that up, and we should hopefully be seeing that momentarily. If you are watching, if you are listening, uh, we'll try to annotate as best as possible. So, it's up there now, Greg. You've got a great yeah. one right off the bat about a woman who. Uh, forgot a very important piece of luggage uh, on her flight, and the plane had to be returned. Should we jump into that first? or
1: Yeah, and, and I, I think if we just take an eclectic look at the, the mm-hmm. whole uh, 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 slide here, Brian, I think the idea is that sometimes we're quick to criticize, meaning humans are quick to criticize other humans, when we forget that there's a significant amount of pressure on them, yes. specifically in an event like flying. Was not too long ago that, that, that flying was very different than it is now? And mm-hmm. so with uh, uh, smaller uh, airplanes, longer flights, less leg room, uh, there's people. So, Oh yeah, there, there's so many different situations that arrive. So you know the, the reason you and I talked are, are basically these four came in like back to back on our teletype, and you've got the the woman that's you know talking to KSA Tower saying, "Hey, I left my luggage, like you said, the baby." Uh, back at the terminal she's got to go back uh, A detroit passenger gets tackled by other passengers trying to open a door you've got the fist fight from scotland to spain uh hooliganism uh in yeah. the air i would yeah. say and then uh, just just hours ago you've, you've got a flight uh, bound for hawaii turning around and, and think of think of all the emotions that have to go with that you, you you certainly don't want to miss your flight, but you also no. don't want you to get your flight turned around when you're on your way. You had that happy head. You're going to Florida. You've got a wedding. You've got these other things. Everything is time sensitive. And remember, we're we're always most interested in ourselves, right? So, so that ramps up expectations, and 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 uh, you know. So if you were going to ask me. Uh, you know, when would you see somebody acting out? When would you see rage? And you think, you know, years ago, Brian, when we were doing the, the major airline training uh, for their personnel, uh, they gave us stories that an outsider wouldn't normally know. Right. And that we were surprised because that's like tier one tip of the spear stuff that they were facing as soon as that plane left off the ground. So so these are just, uh, you know, uh, uh, an example of what's coming in every day. And, and as you know, you know there's 2.75, uh, uh, 2.75 billion people that are flying every year on planes. So it's only a matter of time, statistically, that something's going to happen. But my prediction, which you called, Brian, my prediction was that there's going to be a homicide in-flight uh, rage or anger fueled. And, and, uh, it's, it's coming and it's coming much sooner than people think. And, uh, again, almost nobody wants to kill you. You're almost in no danger, but, uh, you can see the crescendo of violence has been ramping up and, and specifically to address the, the, the female that tried to open the door on the flight. You and I were both uh, teaching a number of courses, and and uh, we know the physics behind this. It's right, absolutely it's actually, you can't, impossible. You can't
0: open that door in flight. Once that cabin's pressurized, you're yep, you, literally you're you're not getting that thing open. It's, it's not like the movies. You're not gonna. Yeah. You've got a minimum
1: of of, of six pounds psi. You've got a, a door that's on the plane. That's at least hundred square inches. So you're talking about a thousand pounds that a human would have to overcome. So even if you had a dozen people on the plane that were trying, which right, again, yeah. would be impossible. It's not going to happen. So no. first, erase that. That's movies. You don't need that. And and we actually uh, built a little slide just as we were talking, Brian. I don't know if uh, yeah, that'll I can, come up just I can, to I can demonstrate that yeah. because there's some people at home that that still might say, "Well, I heard you know from a flight, you know, steward." No, it's, it's absolutely impossible. If you take a look at it, the fuselage is the black uh, uh, oblong uh, circle, right. and you've got cabin pressure that's built up inside the fuselage, which is much greater than the outside air. So as the air is pushing in, the plane is pushing out to fill the vacuum, to right. fill the, the
0: space, and so it makes it, it it's physically impossible. Right, because you actually those doors open in, so it turns and if you notice it swings in and then out of the way. But so so just the, the physics of it, yes, I, I think just can't happen. It's yeah. not going to happen, but it's not going to stop someone from trying. Who, especially if they don't know that they can't, that they can't. Think, open
1: think it. of that fear level first of all. Even an untrained opponent, right? So we're talking right. proximically the danger. The second part is you're sitting on a plane. Maybe you've had a, a couple of drinks. Maybe you're with your kids. Uh, maybe you're af- afraid of flying anyway. And all of a sudden, you see somebody pop up and start screaming and grab that door. You're going to have real time fear, and that fear is going to transfer fast through that cabin.
0: Right, and and that's that's a good point to bring up. And a lot of these things. I mean, even just just the point where we're at with airline travel, and yes, how many people and how frequent it is, and how safe it is. for yep. One, I mean, speak. I don't. I think there was what I don't. I don't know if there's been a fatality in the U.S. in an air. Plane in quite some time. Uh, right. I'm pretty sure nothing last year in terms of passenger, but I, I could be wrong. I want to, you know, uh, get get someone sharpshoot me on that one. But it, but it's ex- extremely safe, right? That's why they say you're more likely to die in the way to the yep. airport than you are on an airplane. But part of the reason that, or part of the issue is that it's become so commonplace that we forget a lot of things. So even even us, right? So even when I'm planning a trip, I'm doing right. We travel constantly right i flew seventy thousand miles last year or something right so so i'm going all right i don't like to be there you know what hey i'll take the red eye from here boom i can hit this at this time then i'm going like wait a minute if if some if one little thing goes wrong with this my whole trip is yes. probably going to be ruined i need to back plan and go wait i need to give myself more time yeah i don't i would i don't want to take that you know that five thirty a.m or, or 6 a.m flight out of my home of record where i fly out of because that means i gotta get up at th- you know, two thirty or three to get there. And I know sometimes for you going through the mountains, it's even earlier because you've got to yep. drive somewhere, but that also allows that time in there for something goes wrong. I mean, look at what happened when we went to, to Ireland for that work trip and same thing. I'm going, Hey, this is a perfect flight. I can go here, here, and then I'm there. That's the most direct route. And then oh, then I'm having a plane delay, then this thing, and the next delay, and I'm going, you know, I almost missed that first day of of running
1: through Spain and and, uh, I made, I set uh, set a,
0: a land speed record at the Charles de Gaulle airport to go from one end to the other to finally connect through Paris to Dublin, but but uh, that that being said, I, I think that just speaks uh, volumes to one how comfortable people are yep. uh, in, in in air travel, and so you 're going to see the same issues that happen anywhere else in the world in any other given situation at a football game at, at a uh, uh, at the walmart that you 're going to see all that same stuff on a plane it 's no longer a a thing for, you know reserved for only certain people or, exactly hey, right. or only small amounts. So it's interesting that we see more and more and more of this stuff now. And so that's a, a, obviously going to build. So all these, uh, the same problems you face anywhere else, you're going to face inside of a plane. Now, the problem with that is, well, well now you, you can't go anywhere. So that's, I take all that pressure that's building, you know, yes, physics, the, the pressurization of the plane, but, but maybe some internal struggle that people are mm-hmm. having on the plane or something else. And it's literally now become literally and metaphorically pressurized inside that cabin, and there's nowhere to go. So that right. can build very, very quickly. And, and we, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, obviously, anyone who's been through an airport and flying, it's one of the greatest places to observe, uh, limit, observe and conduct limited objective experiments all on human behavior. Right. So I had a flight out of Atlanta one time flying back to the West Coast. And the way weather works in Atlanta, you know, it's, if something happens, a storm comes in, it's just catastrophic for that airport. And so what they did, everyone's sitting there waiting to board and the, the the gate agent comes on over the PA and says, Hey, listen, folks, uh, here's the deal. We need to get on and we need to load this plane as quickly as possible. If this plane does not pull back or push back, I think is the term from this gate in 25 minutes, we're going to have to go get in line and get de-iced, and your flight's going to be delayed several hours. So we need you as passengers to help us out. I have never seen people band together in a situation exactly better than that and and it was amazing so now instead of because it's entitlement and selfishness right but but it doesn't matter why right right right. right. it doesn't matter why. but 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 suddenly oh you had people throwing other people's luggage up in the overhead bin ma'am let me get that go to your seat don't worry we're making room suddenly everyone's working together as a team high five and let's go sit down so here's the funny part of the story everyone sits down on the plane we're ready to go. I mean, I'm talking record time. I've never seen a plane, a full-size plane load that quickly before. We're sitting there ready to go on this flight, but we're not pushing back from the gate yet, and everyone's looking around, and people are getting antsy. Hey, do we going to have that two-hour delay now? What's going on? Well, the thing is they had to now wait for people who had connecting flights. So now, now, now here comes the people with connecting flights. They were not given the brief about, hey, we need to get out of here yep. in record time. They didn't get that piece of information. So they're coming on a plane thinking, oh, whatever. Where the
1: crowd starts to turn on them.
0: <laughs> people were yelling certainly, at them. Hey, certainly. sit down. Let's go. We right. got to go. I mean, you're just walking on a plane. And all of a sudden, people start yelling. I mean, the place instantly started to turn. The guy who was just helping out every single passenger to load their bags up in the overhead compartment was now going. I mean, it was expletive this and you that and hurry up and sit down. Hey, you're going to make a slate blah, blah blah. I mean, a fight almost started before. Thankfully, we got out of there in time, and there was no there's no ensuing battery incidents on Certainly. the flight. Certainly. But but it goes to show you just that literally that that I, I like the analogy of the pressurization inside that cockpit or inside that entire plane of what could possibly happen. So uh, what you know I, I will I will throw to you then, Greg is is you know I know we talked about opening the door and everything, but you know what 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 are common reasons you know what are common reasons for a plane to actually kind of turn back. And divert and actually have to because that caught co- what we learned working with the airlines is the cost of that
1: yep. is and, and that yeah. i think is an important point because you can bring that up i don't think we're, we're talking insider baseball we're not going to name the the major no. airlines that we no, no, work no. with but but brian i think that's a key point let's just talk about two planes in a near miss situation or two mm-hmm. planes touching on the ground on the ground that, yeah Cause no danger, talk about that for a moment, would you so
0: so I know what we were told uh, when if you have say let 's say two planes do you know oh, touch each other literally on the ground, taxing or something happens okay so obviously uh, those planes are not flying right now, right so those that those two planes are now grounded, so they are and every passenger has to get off, they have to get rebooked, they have to get two new planes, so now it 's reticketing everyone, new flights, hours of delays, hotel costs. This, Then those planes have to go offline for a set amount right. of time uh, designated by the FAA, go through a whatever point inspection to ensure that it's safe to fly. So it, it's something like in a situation like that, I know it's, it's in the millions of dollars. And even for what we found out too is for the folks, like if a plane does have to divert, so, so the woman who left her child at the airport right. and the plane has to turn around and go back, even just a case like that same thing happens. It's millions of dollars in cost lost revenue for that company. And not only just the irritation of, of all the customers and people missing, that's, that's just the first order effects. That's not even the second, third order effects. I I think that's, that's, you know, pretty significant when it comes to this. So, so how is it that like, you know, you know, all right, how how is how is someone supposed to prevent that from happening? How is that flight? Yeah, firm, it, how is that that airline supposed to go? Well, how do we save that money in doing that?
1: They're going to charge you more. So that's <laughs> yeah, why, well, that's yeah. why your
0: bag fee is ridiculous. Yeah. But
1: no, no, and and I think what you touched on, and and uh, for those of you guys listening, uh, this is not something that we drew out last week and we sent out for uh, 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 subject matter experts to uh, write in questions and do all that other stuff. Th- this is uh, Hip Pocket. Uh, information that we know that we're going to give to you to make your next flight safer, easier, less stressful. And and the very first point and the very last point of this, this broadcast will be it's much easier doing something on the ground than when you're up in the air. So we'll give you a couple of tactics for that. Right. And I think pressure is a really good thing to talk about. hmm so uh, somebody's still going to say, well, I, I don't believe you about the the, the door opening. You know, uh, uh, and they always cite some some historical example. You talked about sniping earlier. You got D.B. Cooper. So for D.B. Cooper to occur, one, they had to slow down the plane. Yep. Uh, the second thing was that they, they had to depressurize the cabin.
0: Lower and the the, the,
1: the third thing was they had to lower the altitude. Yeah. And, and since D.B. Cooper, all planes that had the, uh, the back suicide door there, uh, uh, metaphorically, Uh, now have what's called a db cooper switch so as soon as the 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 landing gear goes up that door you can't open and nobody's going to go out on the sides of the plane uh uh, because they'll hit the wing the engine fuselage so so that's a certain evil death um so basically uh cooper was a one in a zillion you know winning the lottery all those other things and so uh, uh we shouldn't worry about that but pressure causes people to unwind on airplanes so Uh, everybody's been on a plane where a baby's screaming. Uh, Mm -hmm. Why? Because the equalization of the pressure, the eustachian tube, uh, kids don't know how to blow off that pressure. Some adults, you know, they'll do the thing with their face. Some will chew gum. But a kid don't know that. So the kid's going to be screaming, and that adds to your stress level. Uh, The most common uh, things on airplanes, uh, you know, earaches, ear pain, headaches, they're very common, and and you're getting complaints all the time. But that's not going to divert your flight but it is going to add to the stress, anxiety, and pressure of the person sitting next to you or behind you or in front of you. And you can control some of that because right. if you're uh, uh, acting in an emotional fashion that's likely to exacerbate that situation, that's, that's probably bad. Um, if you're talking about the most common, most common uh, fainting on a flight, lightheadedness on a flight accounts for 40% of all diversions, all planes having to go back or, or divert to a different uh, uh, airport. And the funny thing was in a medical journal, 50% of the time and, and uh, the cardio is next in line and, and cardio is much less likely, but you would think cardio is going to be fatal. So you think that a heart attack is going to be fatal in the air. And, and remarkably only, you know, three tenths of a percent of all of them uh, result in a fatality because half the time there's a physician on board, which leads me to my next point. Right. Um, if a doctor has been told to plan on giving life-saving first aid on a flight, and so is the pilot, and so is the, the, the crew, Then why, and, and the air marshal, why wouldn't it be incumbent upon you to take your safety and security in your own hand and have a plan before you ever get on board the plane? So, so when we take a look at the, you know, the, the top list of things that are going to be affecting you, you have to have a plan before you get on a plane. What's the weather going to be like, and what am I going to do if we do divert? What's right. my plan? Who's back home at a phone? Is my phone charged enough? You know, so I want to think of the panacea of, of, of type of situations that we should uh, encounter because, for example, uh, alcohol and altitude, uh, yeah. it's not a good mix. No, and it's what not. people don't understand is, is you need to be chugging water because you get very dehydrated on a flight. Mm-hmm. So you add dehydration. You add not sleeping the night before. You add the rush of the day and eating crappy food. Yep. And people are face-planting like it's free. And, and, Brian, you and I travel more than any other people I know. I, I mean, yeah. other than maybe a pilot from Malaysia to, 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 to Jakarta or something, you know, some Guam pilot yeah, that's, that's going, really hey, hey you know, yeah. he's, he's, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm geographically challenged. Yeah, <laughs> okay. From here to here. Yeah, it, there like, we like, go. Let's just go the, from here to here. To here. <laughs> this guy's flying his ass off Kansas to Kandahar. There the we idea, go. There we go. The <laughs> idea that, that you're already at deficit, right? Now you have alcohol right. on board. So now your your plane is at altitude, and uh, the pressure is different. So it's affecting you, and mm-hmm. something that you would have let go by, you're feeling a little horrible, you had the gosh darn greasy food that was in the in the terminal, and and that and lack of sleep and the baby crying and all those other things have now created a a, 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 a recipe for a violent outburst. Now, because you're in such close proximity, proxemics jump in. So so right. you've got to understand that geographics proxemics and now you have an atmospheric. Somebody bumps into a chair, spills a tray. It's tonic water. Nobody cares. But well, you're the middle seat, and you were yeah. promised the aisle seat. And what is it? it's time to put up the dukes. It's time for that hooliganism. And so that's one thing that I would say that you have to be alert for on the ground. When you're on the ground, watch the other passengers. Somebody that's been overserved, somebody that's already a jerk down there. It's like the old 1980s thing. Uh, uh, cocaine makes you, you know, more of what you are. Yeah. But if you are an ass, you're going to be a much bigger <laughs> yeah. ass, right? So that person that's on the ground, that's loud and boisterous and running around, yeah. bumping into people or something, Just like I would look at a person and go, hey, this is likely a body bomber, I would profile that person as well and say, hey, listen, we're we're not xenophobes. I don't care where you're from. Uh, 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 We're not homophobes. We we don't care the color of your skin. What we do care is your behavior in public, and that tells a lot about a person. So if we just take a look at your behavior on the ground, I would rather go up to a gate agent and say, I'm not flying with this cat. We better start working on that now than when we're at 35,000 feet and a plane has to turn back. That's a simple thing. Saying what you see, uh, I liken it to this: say no, go and tell. How many times have right. we told our kids that? Right. You hear what I'm kids trying to say. So, right. so a person's bumping in and they're bumping chests and they're ready to get to, to blows. One, say no, and next thing is you gotta tell somebody. So you have to go to the person, not them. Because if you confront them, what do you think you're going to get? You're going to like escalate you, that situation. You, you, right. And you know that. So, so psychological de-escalation is mm-hmm. the best way. One, don't give them the attention they crave. Go to somebody that's in charge, somebody that's writing a check, somebody that's got the power, and say, hey, I'm on this flight too, and I don't like the way this is looking. I'll, I'll give you one, one brief example of the psychology of a flyer. So, uh, you know, with flying so much, in the old days, used to get bumped up to first class. That never happens yeah, anymore. anymore. Never. Yeah. I know where Every, first class is, yeah. you know what I mean? yeah. but everybody's on that list, but they still post a list. I so love my, that. To see how so far My last flight, I was fly. 147. Yeah, I know. You know, there's 145 guys on the Embraer, <laughs> but I'm 147. So exactly. if the plane didn't leave the next day and a half, I would be on that plane in hyperspace. So the idea is that this female... Uh, is right in front of me getting on, and she's in first class, and I'm excited as because I got a first class, but I already see when I come on the plane that the plane is a different plane than I got the upgrade on. So now I'm already worried that there's not going to be a seat because there's only a limited amount of seats. So she's got her Starbucks. She's talking on her phone. She's got her computer open. She goes in and sets her coffee down in that little center thing that they've got. We always fly in the back. There is no center thing, but like on first class, they got like this console that you have to step over. She sets her drink there and knocks her own drink yep. into her seat. So her, her foaming latte is now on the seat, and she looks down, and she looks at me and says, can you get someone? And I look, and I go, <laughs> you mean like a barista? Because you know me, I like I like having fun with humans, you know? Yeah. Would you like some sugar? And she yeah. goes, no, get somebody. And I'm like, Who do you want me to get? And she goes, her. And so she's indignant already with me and I'm having a ball because I'm trying to record this. Yeah? Of course. So the the woman comes back and hands me a towel, thinking we're together. You know, and I go, Oh no, 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 I don't need to disabuse you of that. So uh I help the lady wiping up her seat to facilitate getting out of the aisle so we can all get to where we need to go. The woman goes, Well, I can't sit here. And the woman goes, that seat's empty. She goes over, sets her drink down, and does it again oh, right across the aisle. Wow. Okay, So at this point, I'm reaching in the shoe. I'm trying to pull the foreign <laughs> object out of the trunk. And yeah. I'm thinking, how much trouble would I be in if, if I ganked this woman in first class? The idea is, think about it, though. We're talking about a different type of proxemic and atmospheric here. On a plane, it's like the Roman Colosseum. If oh, I would have said something or done something, People would have cheered, and that's a danger too, Brian. Right, the danger of having that crowd mentality that can tear you apart, or it can be good.
0: No, I in a same similar similar experience uh, flying. Not even a long flight, hour and a half, but I did get bumped up to first class, and I was going going to see my family, all excited. You know, busy like the couple weeks leading up to that. Is like I finally got a quick few day break. I'm super excited, but I'm like stressed because I got so much going on. Same thing. I get on the flight, last person on the flight. I'm like, you know, hey, there's a seat open next to me in first class. That's pretty cool. Last person on the flight, woman Mm -hmm. comes on, and she's clearly either uh, intoxicated or, Mm -hmm. you know, under the influence of some type of drug. You can tell, I can tell just I've seen it before. All right, this is what's likely going on. Of course, this is the person that sits next to me. They give her a drink. She spilled a glass of champagne, which immediately gets spilled all over me because she has no body awareness she hits it right off all over me so i'm pissed hey whatever i you know same thing all right calm myself down i can I mean i'm looking down at the time i still had the watch where they showed the heart rate monitor on there and it's skyrocketing so like my, my it's PTSD, like mine
1: sitting here now yeah, yeah, yeah it's like
0: my ptsd just kicking and i'm going ah you know what not a big deal i'm going to see family haven't been home in a while this is great all good i don't care so then I get on and they had they they got this great you know documentary on on the, the eighty five Chicago Bears, which we're still reliving, any Bears fans, because that's 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 all we got. That is so, so funny. So I'm like, cool, awesome. Like I've heard about this, I want to watch this. Boom, put it on, earbuds in, tuned out, right? And now she wants to talk. She's getting my attention to talk. And I'm like, uh trying to do the yeah, I'm sorry, I'm watching something right now. Completely tune her out. Now she's does not stop moving around, flailing, asking the flight attendant for stuff, for more drinks, and I'm just like, you got to be kidding. And she see, keeps trying to talk to me. I was like, excuse me. I had to say to her, ma'am, I'm sorry. Uh, this is a really interesting documentary I'm trying to watch. I'm very. Uh, this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of the flight. Thank you. And put it back in. And she attitude, she wants to talk. Hey, she's literally <laughs> turned to me, and you can see. Now I'm looking at her eyes. They're going all over the place. Pupils are completely dilated. I'm like, this isn't just an alcohol thing. I think there's something else going on here. And, you know, she's got different scars on her arms and stuff. I'm going, okay, I I see what's going on here. So I'm getting pissed. She doesn't let up. She does not stop. So I'm trying my best. And finally, I had to grab the flight attendant. And I said, excuse me, ma'am, can you you find me a seat anywhere else on this plane than right here? I will go sit in the bathroom right now rather than sitting next to this woman. And thankfully, there was just, she's like, oh, okay, I'm so sorry, sir, because she saw her behavior and yep. was picking up on stuff, but she's busy, so she's not, you know, what she's got other, she's got a job to do. So, guy sitting across the aisle, he is watching the whole thing going on, and he goes, hey, you know what, uh, why don't you take my seat? I'll sit next, I'll, I'll sit there, and I was like, all right, whatever. So, I continue over there, I watch the documentary, I get off the plane, and I'm, I'm trying to get off the plane as quickly as I, as I right. can, I got stuff to do. So I'm like cruising down the down the terminal and the guy that um uh you know that 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 had given up his seat for me and sat next to her I just all of a sudden get a tap on the shoulder I turn around it's him and he goes hey man you owe me a drink the biggest go,
1: mistake I've ever
0: made He goes I go I don't just owe you a drink I owe you like a nice bottle of scotch and he goes that woman was completely insane I go she was high as a kite she just needed the attention I go you clearly have the, a higher level of emotional maturity than I do, sure. and you were able to do that. And I go, I thank you. I, I, did, I should have got the guy's card, literally sent him a gift because he was very friendly. And he goes, he goes, I've never seen anything like that. I go, that's the thing. I've seen that before, so I knew where it was going. Yep. And I didn't want to deal with it. I was, I, my glass was full at that point. You literally, I literally felt the pressure of that cabin going, I'm staring at the door. I'm going, there's nowhere I can go. I cannot diffuse exactly. the situation. I had no options. So, so I understand how these things occur because I've, I've been at that point where I wanted to do some. I'm literally going, yep. like, do I think I could actually fit her head out that window right there, right, which is right. the wrong, you know, but obviously I'm not going to do that. But I get where people get to that point. So sure. I
1: mean, it, it, go it, ahead. You're, no, no, you're in you're, your spot on, Brian, and I think what we're talking about is strategy, too, Because, okay, so on the ground, much easier to solve, but you didn't encounter her on the ground. Then when you come up in an airplane, and you may not have noticed, but I'm a large guy, so no matter where I sit on the airplane, the people next (laughs) to me are already pissed. You get what I'm trying to say? The guy three rows up is pissed because I'm not, you know, doing my cardio flex workout or whatever. And and the paleo diet guy behind me is pissed and passing me notes. So I've already, you know, maybe it's the hat. You get what I'm trying to say? (laughs) But the idea is you got to engage in psychological de-escalation. If I would do. advocate that everybody that's watching this broadcast look at the rights and responsibilities that you have as a passenger. Mm-hmm. Beat them. Nobody has. Nobody. I'm the only person on a plane that who, who, who reads the actual emergency yep. and doing yep. the seat belts yep. and all the other stuff. And, and I know you are, and we always stick out like a sore thumb. And some flight attendant always comes up to me and goes, oh, so are you with the FAA? And I'm like, no, I'm scared crapless <laughs> yeah. because I'm always thinking that I'm the, oh, you know, the worst, I've am been yeah. in some sketchy situations and yes. I think this is going to be yet another one. So the other thing is don't take it personal. If it's right. so emotionally charged that it's going to likely turn into an MDCO, a most dangerous course of action, you have to absent yourself from the situation or absent that person mm-hmm. from the situation and immediately de-escalate it because it does no one any good. And, and so you said it earlier, we're all in this together. Right. So your strategy of saying, hey, listen, I, I, I've taken enough, I need to leave, it, it was based on many experiences, not just this one. So you right. weren't saying, hey, I'm entitled to the nope. seat." First of all, the person you're screaming at, uh, uh, the flight attendant that you're screaming at or the, the person at the flight deck door or the person that's out there doing the, the concourse, they cannot help you. Yeah. because they did not invent the weather. Right. They were not personally in charge of global warming or the, you know, what is it this they year, have, bomb cyclone, yeah. do you get what I'm trying to say? That's yeah. it because every year it's something. yeah. So you taking it out on them serves you a purpose because you're, you know, uh, allowing yeah. you, you know, yourself to vent, but it's doing nothing for the people around you. You're, you're not setting a good example. You're certainly not helping out her day. And think about it for a minute. If she's got a secret list of idiots, you just made it to the top. You are now graduating. uh, Magna cum laude is the idiot on this flight, right? So the other thing is that once you reach a a level, and whatever that level is, each human being is going to have a different one, but baseline plus anomaly equals decision. You Mm -hmm. decided I have to say something. Bing, you hit the button, and all of a sudden the lady comes over. You have to have a cogent message. Listen, I believe this woman has mental Physical, uh, emotional, uh, drug, alcohol problem, whatever it is, because you're not a, a, a psychoanalyst and a doctor and a, right. a you know what I mean. is a common yeah, we alternative we're those, talking to, we but we think we are. You know, I, you get right. what I'm trying to say. I'm on my I'm on my phone and it says these are the symptoms for gout or dropsy. So, yeah. So you know that's what you have, no matter what. But you have to make sure that you temper your enthusiasm and say, "I've I've put up with a lot before you got here, ma'am, sir." Uh, this is getting out of control. Could you please intervene? And, and then now you've got a strategy. Now you've got things that are going because you saying something is always going to come out wrong. It, it's, it's always going to come out as insulting or accusatory or anything, and, and I negotiate for a living. You know that, Brian. Yes. I can de-escalate yes. anybody. Yes. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Right. Okay. And so 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 the idea is that I don't even try to do that. I try to always get an intermediary because they have much more experience, and they can help me de-escalate that situation on the flight.
0: I have to have a plan before I ever leave my hotel room headed for the airport. And, and I think, you know, to to speak to what you're talking about of a plan, and specifically that, is like, okay, I, maybe I just articulate to myself, what is it that I'm seeing? What right. is it that's bothering me? Because sometimes sometimes maybe maybe I, I i never say this of course sometimes maybe i'm the problem right exactly so you're so the that, rock in the
1: pond no yeah, that,
0: that's it's totally it, possible of course it, and 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 that's that's the big issue And same thing i the the takeaway is this when all right so when we're observing that behavior that we find anomalous something that's out of the ordinary or something we don't like you gotta ask yourself: yes. well, what is it that i'm actually seeing what yes. is it that they're trying to do because you think this person's being an ass but hey you know what Maybe that that person is is getting home for a funeral for a this. Precisely. They're having some catastrophic moment in their life that they're not mo. They're not they're not operating at a hundred percent right now. They wouldn't normally act like that. And like you said earlier, we're so quick to throw those judgments out at people. Precisely, not at ourselves, but yeah. but but on a, on on, you know, on other human. people. Right. Well, that's why that's why I always call it the it's the it's the the, the Taylor Swift. Uh, you know analogy, and uh, don't get me wrong, I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. But but the pattern of behavior is, uh, you know, she writes, uh, she gets in a breakup with someone famous, writes a hit song about it, makes a ton of money. She gets in a feud with someone famous, writes a hit song about it, makes a ton of money. You know, this person's an ass. This person did this. This person did that. Okay, so so that's the pattern here. So yep. it's unlikely that that Taylor Swift is ever going to write a song called Maybe I'm the Problem. You know, that, that wouldn't fit right. the algorithm. That wouldn't right. fit. But that's how we all are as humans. So it's taking that, that analytical approach of, of what we call what? Taking another person's perspective. Well, that's a heck of a lot right. harder to do, especially for, you know, my doper friend on the flight. I'm like, how do I take the perspective of someone who hasn't had a hit in a while and is drunk and needs a fix? You know, it's, it's, I, I can't walk those shoes because I've never, I've never done but, that.
1: But we both know. We both know training changes behaviors, mm-hmm. and the idea of having training in predicting likely outcomes will help you on your next flight. The idea of, of ML and MDCOA will help you choose not to get into that Uber or go into that Lyft, um, not to stay in that hotel room, uh, to go up to somebody in a lobby and say, this is unacceptable. Uh, not them to somebody that that's in, in charge and in power. And you know what? Sometimes when that line has been crossed, you'll need to be that person that steps up and says no. Uh, you know, this, this this shall not stand. And, I mean, I've had to do that in flights before. You always yes. have the the yes. female that has to put the 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 baby carriage at the end of the the thing, and her her husband already went on a flight and yep. changed sexes and genders and everything. It doesn't yep. matter. But now she's got one arm on the baby, one arm on the baby back. She's got her foot on the thing and a million miler is trying to force his way past her. Yes, so I'm exactly. usually the one that will take that nice big step to the left and say, you know, nobody's going by.
0: You're going
1: to right. yeah. give her that extra second. But again, anytime that you sense confrontation, you have to reassess and say that's not a good strategy. It's always better to talk it out than to act it out. Most people want their say rather than their way. Their way and right. de-escalation is always going to get you there much more quickly. And right now we're pissing somebody off that's watching the broadcast (laughs) and you don't know the situation I was in. Right. Okay. Situation is unique, but there's got to be an
0: architecture for the majority of the situations you're likely to encounter. Right. And I I think taking that and, you know, we talk about a planning process and that can go into detail depending on who we're training or who we're advising at the time, but sometimes it's simple. So so I'll, let's take that that MLMD code, the most likely and most dangerous course of action. So I can start that right now. All right, I've got a trip coming up. I've got to book a flight. Well, I can log on to that website or Google Flights or whatever that specific area, whatever you're doing. Okay, well... What what suits my, you know, needs the best, right? What suits my schedule for picking that flight? Okay, then now if I pick that flight, what's the most likely course of action? Well, most likely course of action, it gets there on time. I, yep. I you know, get to where I need to be. I have plenty of time. What's the most da- dangerous course of action? Okay, well, something catastrophic happens on that flight. It has to turn around. Something as simple as weather. It gets delayed. So So can I, do I still have enough time to make it to my, whatever trip I'm planning with my family. Does it, does it still give me enough time to go to that business meeting? Do I have that built in? And then I might need to go, yeah, you know what? It sucks, but I might need to catch that one hour earlier flight because if I miss yep. that, that one, I still got, they can book me on this one if it doesn't go through. And then same thing when you're, when you're at the airport, I were, we were time to leave. Or like you said, that, that Uber driver, I had one when my parents were visiting me and they had to, they had some luggage with them. So they had to get in the Uber, and then they were going to need to help where they were going to to get it upstairs. I had a, actually had a flight the next morning, so they, I knew they were going to need help at the place they were staying. So they said, don't worry, we'll take an Uber. The Uber driver pulls up. This person had no idea what was going on, didn't have any room in their car. The car was a mess, uh, looked lost, and I'm going, absolutely not. I go, I'm canceling this. I'll drive you down there myself. I'll take care of this because this is not the situation that you need to be in. And they were missing it. They're like, what are, you, what are you talking about? I was like, no way. Got a different one. This guy gets out. Hey, do you need help with the luggage? What can I do? You know, I gave yep. him a tip. Hey, man, do you mind? Can you carry that up? He's like, absolutely, not a problem. Like, you know, hey, I would do the same thing for my – I would want, you know, my someone to do the same thing for my parents if they were in that situation. All good because most people, most people fit that model can go, oh, yeah, absolutely, I, I would, I'm more than willing to help, you know, where, versus the person who – look un- unprepared so that simple most likely most dangerous course of action doesn't have to be something catastrophic where they're going to get robbed or this uber driver's gonna, gonna no snap. no of course not it's, it's just are it, they going to form the service that you're paying for
1: what's your plan if cinnabon is closed at the at the airport i'm done i, I mean you, you know what i'm saying but you know those people yeah. and, um, if if you take a look back at the situation it may not be earth shattering or catastrophic but you've got to have a pace plan and you can use pace plan to t- determine your MDCOA. So primary, alternate, contingent, emergence. So primary, uh, I'm going from here to there. I'm going to leave on this earliest flight. Why did I choose the early flight? Because if it's the earliest flight and something happens, the further you are from the sun up in the morning, mm-hmm. the more likely your flight is going to get screwed. So try to yep. pick that earlier. But what happens if it doesn't go well? Uh, you know, I'm in Gunnison, Colorado. Yeah, there's an airport here but it's wicked expensive. So I have to drive to uh, Grand Junction. I have to drive to Montrose. I have to drive to Denver. I have to drive to Albuquerque. You're going Albuquerque. Well, you know what? (laughs) If I'm willing to drive to Denver, I got to be willing to drive to Albuquerque if the weather changes. Uh, Is it easier taking my sled or renting a sled? All those, first of all, structure is wonderful. Humans crave structure, okay? Kids, that's what they need, and you got to mentor them anyway. So yellow padding your trip should be fun no matter how many times you've done it. Brian, you know, we do this all the time when we're flying together, and I know you hate me because go yeah. ahead and tell the audience, how how uh, early do I have to be at the airport? I, had, I think seven
0: hours early. Yeah, I don't know. it's the
1: day before. <laughs> the do you get you know what I'm saying? I actually create my own airport time zone <laughs> because everything has to be perfect, and I've got my crossword and my slippers, mm-hmm. and, and you get know what I'm trying to say, yes. and my see and spell, whatever it is that, that's going to keep me occupied, and you jangle the keys, and I, I laugh. But the idea is that I don't <laughs> ever take no for an answer. I don't take that, hey, we can't have a workaround. There's always an opportunity to de-escalate a situation and come up with a different plan. And when it comes to, you do know, you get what I'm trying to yeah. say? Well, yeah. I'm already on my phone going, I have to make alternative arrangements, and I've got a yellow pad page specifically with all those numbers that I need. If you take a few extra minutes, one, it's fun. If you do it yeah. the right way, and two, you, it's an educational process, and three, it gives you the structure you you, you already crave. So it's going to de-escalate. It's going to calm you down, and you'll have that less anxiety. Or you can be like our good friend Martin, that just pops a couple of Xanax, and doesn't yeah. matter what's going yeah. on. Who the ca- yeah, who cares? They're, actually, they're giving him one and two and three at the arrival. <laughs> no, desk. no, no, I'm fine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly.
0: No, all right. so it's, it, that. Again, when we we've talked about it before, that planning process doesn't have to be something elaborate, like you said, no. it's a yellow pad or playing the what if game. Well, and then sometimes you find that you'll come up with actually a better plan that's exactly. more efficient and and usually sometimes even less expensive, right? Because you're going, well, wait, then I don't if I do this, then I might save a couple bucks here, it's economical. which will allow it's me certainly. to do that. Yeah, so so there it, it just we we. We don't take the time to do that, and it's, it's hard. It takes calories, but it doesn't take a, a lot, and it doesn't no. take a lot of time. I think no, that's uh, –
1: Brian, at the beginning of this broadcast, we talked about uh, a doctor being on the flight almost half of the time and yeah. how their life-saving first few minutes in a medical emergency has saved a tremendous amount of lives. Uh, we know pilots have paperwork on the ground, in the air, training hours and hour of training yeah. we know that the flight crews are some we personally can attest to trained. the fact yeah. that the flight crews have incredible training and are generally the best uh, uh person that you get Yeah, you, know, you know what it's just like 7-11 clerks or a librarian that pissed me off one day sometimes we don't get the the we get the short straw but the idea is that overall their training and they want the best flight too because they're on the plane with you yes. so if them and the air marshals and everybody else is doing their research and their study and preparing for it why aren't you and if you're not then whatever happens to you is partially in, in a large part due to your uh inability to plan and and your your inability to forecast likelihood
0: well and that's the thing that's the the forecast you know likely likely outcomes given the situation of what's happening and playing that predictive analysis what if game right and it's sometimes it's that simple and it's that fun yes. and then even just i know obviously when we're driving around anywhere we're playing that constantly with every vehicle we go by, coming up with a storyline for who that person is and where they're headed, and it, it becomes fun. And then the more you're right, the more you get it right, the more your brain wants to do it. And, because and, that
1: and, adrenal and, cortex is pumping, and yeah. you're getting those endorphins, and all of a sudden that, that uh, dopamine is filling in those gaps and saying that was fun. And and to take a, a, a page from the book of Shelley, for every minute that we're doing this, we're not looking up and out yep. to see those uh, either – Beauty of the world and wonderment uh, uh, that God, Buddha, Vishnu, Allah put out there, or the danger cues forming into little clusters. And so if we're not paying attention, then again
0: we're at fault. So speaking of those danger cues falling into clusters here and noticing uh, an escalation so far in airline incidents and the severity of incidents on yes. airlines, I guess we we should kind of kind of get to you know what 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 about you know, a homicide in flight because we kind of started there and we've discussed all the things that we can do. But yep. what do you think, let's play the, well, we'll play the what if game, we'll do the predictive analysis and, and come up with likely courses of action. What is that going to look like? Because, because when it's in progress and beforehand, because it hasn't happened yet, no one's thinking. No one's thinking that it's going to go to that level. Well, yep. what's he going to do? He's going to kill the guy. No, it's a t- couple drunk idiots on a plane. We'll, we'll, so, how let, many let times a in life have a couple drunk idiots led to just turn into a,
1: to a, a mass yeah. homicide? Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's do just a, a couple of quick uh, baselining uh, uh, ideas. First of all, somebody's going to say that watches the broadcast. Oh, there was a homicide on a plane. Uh, uh, Talib, uh Amsterdam flight. Uh, guys, poisoned, dies on the flight. Now they poison him on the ground. He's a great civil rights leader. They they hated him. A, During one of the stops, he drinks. It's yeah. an assassination. Okay, so that's not the same thing. Southwest seventeen sixty three, uh, and this is what we want to be careful of. So, uh, be careful of Southwest passengers uh, uh, contributed uh, to the dilemma because this guy's acting out, so they all pile on to him to try to shut him up so the flight can go on, uh, positional restraint hypoxia, when they land, he's dead. So, uh, yeah. uh, you know, not uh, it's an un, it's not a homicide in the technical term because it right. was meant to murder him. Yeah. It was an ancillary effect and completely accidental, but it could still happen. So neither right. of those count. Uh, you want to talk about a real homicide, FedEx, the cargo flight, uh, 705, that's right. Uh, Yeah. Domestic violence passenger, uh, uh, that that's on board that they all work together and they're all in close proximity and there's no other passengers on the plane. And he grabs a box cutter and a hammer. Yeah. Now it's a workplace violence situation and it's horrible. It's in the air. So you're likely not going to encounter any of those situations, right? Talk it out instead of acting it out. If it gets to the point, let the professionals intervene. If it gets to the point where your personal safety or the safety of another is at risk and you have to do something, just make sure whatever you do uh, uh, is legal, moral, and ethical, that you've rehearsed it, and it's decisive. Uh, What do I mean by that? What I mean is you're unlikely to perform anything that you haven't rehearsed. So even talking down down a person that's up here to get them to de-escalate to down here, you think in your brain, oh, yeah, I'll just talk to this guy. If you haven't yeah, rehearsed that, you if haven't, you haven't, yeah. why, do you, why do we do part-task training, Brian? Why, why do we do small group training with individuals? Because we give them the opportunity to role-play a situation they thought about, but they've never actually never been in. out. And right. it's completely different at 35,000 feet oh, yeah. when you're sitting looking straight ahead trying to negotiate with the person in the middle mm-hmm. see? So if you haven't rehearsed that way, I admonish you today to set up that rehearsal or get yourself to training so somebody can show you those events. There's experts out there, and I'm not talking self-proclaimed experts. I'm talking subject matter experts that are scientifically vetted and 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 environmentally vetted to make you safer, stronger, smarter, faster. Seek them out.
0: I I think that's uh that's a that's a kind of a good point there to to Maybe kind of start coming in for a landing on yeah lack of <laughs> for, the, for the airline. That's
1: horrible. We're we're editing that piece. We should have had a Brian Brian. Will you edit this? Have a plane go by Aeroplane at that come in, in Yeah, landing. the
0: landing gear coming out yeah. as it's slowly yeah coming down. No, I think that's a good point. So so that that takeaway is is one have a plan right. Yes. So, most likely most dangerous course of action that goes into my planning process. Your planning process is not something that has to take forever. It's not something that has to take a lot of your time, but it is something you have to think about The What if, well, what if I don't make that flight? What if something does occur? What's that going to do? Cause we've all had that feeling when our flights delayed, man. And it is, it's annoying. I mean, you get, you have an emotional reaction to hearing yep. your flight is being delayed. Your whole day just came crashing down. So imagine you yourself being if you're listening and you're you're a normal in the clinical sense rational human being and you have that feeling imagine the person who's already at their that that they're at their their glasses full as we say they're already at their breaking point to where there's something else that's been going on in their day their life for who knows how long and then they get that news. They're the one who's not going to be able to handle it. So now your reaction to that has to be, okay, like you just said, the the de-escalate the situation is always better. If I'm going to input myself into here, I have to make sure I'm not that rock in the pond. I'm not the one causing it to get worse. You're not
1: contributing to the situation. And, Mm -hmm. and you know, Brian, I, I think you're on that same point that, if a terrorist and a criminal is going to rehearse the actions that they're going to take on that flight or to bring down a, f- a plane because it has happened and it will happen again, then why wouldn't you do the minimum amount of planning and rehearsal before you ever left your hotel room or before you ever left home with your kids and your, your significant others to plan on what we're going to do if this happens? Where do we go if this happens? That's right. got to be a common function. That's got to be a computer program that's playing in the back of your head all the time. It's the essence of situational awareness.
0: Yeah, I think that's a that's a pretty good good point to end on, and and also the the, the kind of sobering reminder that you know I not there is likely going to be a homicide you know occur on a plane or, or multiple times rage it's going to, rage right? and anger fueled homicide yes right and and I think what's going to be we we already know what the reaction to that's going to be it's not going to be probably the the best way to handle it it's going to be an overreaction probably some type of security measures or something else in place that is going to cost airlines and therefore the person buying a plane ticket, you and me, a lot more money. Absolutely. It's not going to prevent a situation from occurring. It's going to help be reactive of, hey, now we need to arm flight attendants. You know, now we need to do this. Now they need uh, uh, jujitsu training, you know, whatever it's going to be. It's going to be that, that, that right of bang after the effect. And so I think that's, that's going to be the, the, the biggest issue. But um, on that, unless you've got anything else to add, Greg? I, I... Uh, one, one quick thing, Greg. yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: When, when I was growing up, lo- long
0: before the meerkat was born, those were when you looked up in the sky and said, ah, what are those big flying metal things?
1: big red <laughs> thing with all those wings, yeah. the trifoker. Yeah. The, <laughs> the idea uh, of, of uh, Smokey the Bear, only you can prevent forest fires. Listen, you can either contribute to the situation and the anxiety and the hate, death, and fear, Or you can take a step to reduce the hate, death, and fear and the anxiety. And that step might be on the ground, you saying something. If I see something, say something. I'm not comfortable with this because it's a lot easier solving on the ground than it is in the air. So just like Smokey said, only you can prevent forest fires. Maybe the actions or the statements that you make will prevent a homicide in a flight.
0: I think that's a great point to end on. So thanks, Greg. Thank you, everyone Thank you, who's, Brian. Uh, who's listening along and watching on YouTube. Once again, if you want any more information, go to the website, ArcadiaCognorati.com. I'll put that link up with the video. Uh, download us on iTunes, Left of Greg Podcast. Go to the Left of Greg YouTube channel. Uh, all the stuff is there. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're always updating stuff and sending out video clips. You New content have every week. Yeah, Yeah, share that, like it, comment on it, uh, ask any questions, and we're very easy to get a hold of, so you can find us all there. So thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. And until next time, we'll see you guys. Be safe.